down at the end of the week. Sunday night anxiety. And your prospects have been looking bleak. Sunday night anxiety. When you're not sure what is in store for you. Sunday night anxiety. Curl up with something warm and a blanket or two. Hello everybody and welcome to season three of Sunday Night Anxiety. It's so good to be back and we're so grateful for all of you guys tuning in round three. <laughs> Sorry we have been gone for a hot second. Um, it's been a really busy summer. Yeah, Sonova went home. What did you do, Sonova? <laughs> yeah, I went back to South Carolina and I worked at Michelin for the summer, so I was not in Arizona at all. <laughs> she was a corporate girly, <laughs> working my corporate nine to five. <laughs> Ari had an exciting summer though. What did you do? Um, you know, I was just here in Arizona, <laughs> got married, yeah, moved into a new apartment. <laughs> Just the usual. <laughs> <laughs> she gets married every summer, guys. Yeah, it's just kind of typical for me. No, it was really fun. Um, it's definitely been a busy summer, but it's good to be back and into the swing of things. Yes, so to start off season three, um, my dad came and moved me in. Sadly, he's not here. <laughs> he's not dead, but he's just home in South Carolina. He was a good uh, replacement temporarily for me. Yes. <laughs> um, fun fact, we were going to do this episode with his with Sonova's dad, but on my way over to their apartment, I got into a car accident. <laughs> so we're recording it two days later now, but dad is gone. <laughs> but he came up with all these questions because I was telling him how much I don't really like small talk. So he's like... Oh, how about all these other questions that will get into like really deep, meaningful conversations? So we want to share those with you. And if you ever feel like the conversation's lagging, just pull up one of these bad boys and just see what people have to say. Just probe their brains a little bit. <laughs> so the first question he sent us is, do squid have culture? And a follow-up to the question, is it okay to eat animals that have culture? Super meaningful question at first. <laughs> The follow-up makes it meaningful. <laughs> so, if you think about it, animals like elephants definitely have culture. You know, I think culture is not like hereditary habits, but like learned habits that the entire group does, but it's not like for survival. It's for like social entertainment or something. Yeah, and like you gave another example to me of like monkeys, they seem to have culture where like, they just, I don't know, they seem more humane than some animals, right? Like you see a snail and you're like, okay, it's just a snail. But like monkeys or elephants, you like look at them and you see them like interacting with each other and forming relationships. Yeah, and they're really smart creatures, like, I mean, Jane Goodall like taught monkeys ASL and <laughs> Tarzan, Tarzan. <laughs> How to speak English. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so gorillas definitely have culture. They have human culture. <laughs> they they learned it. Culture, thanks to Tarzan. <laughs> but there's also like underwater animals like squids are like super smart and octopi. Like they can solve super complex puzzles that humans give them. So I feel like they could potentially have culture. So does that mean like 
it's okay to still eat these animals like squid like your calamari can you eat that or should we not (laughs) eat animals with culture oh i don't know i mean like me personally i've never eaten a monkey but i mean i've never tried squid either but it's a common dish i feel like i personally wouldn't eat a monkey because they're very humanoid (laughs) (laughs) but like other animals that have culture i've heard whales have culture too but i'd eat a whale you'd eat whale i'd eat whale i don't think i'd eat whale why not i i don't know not only just because i'm like oh i don't know what that tastes like but i would just feel bad because i'm like oh whales are so interactive like because i feel like whales have culture, have culture. yeah mm, very interesting. but you don't care that they have culture you're gonna eat it anyway <laughs> well i think it's for me if it doesn't really look like a human or it's not like a pet, like I wouldn't eat a cat, but mostly because cats probably have worms. Mm, yeah, or rabies, <laughs> or rabies, <laughs> something bad. I wouldn't eat it, but to me, I don't know. I'd eat a well. It's just another fish. I feel like I don't know. I think I would try it once just to know what it tastes like, but I wouldn't be like, mm, I'm gonna grow up some whale steak tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like we've kind of discussed that question pretty yeah. far. You guys can let us know your thoughts. Yeah, would you would you eat animals with culture? Would you eat a monkey? Let us know in the comments. Or a whale. Would you eat whales? <laughs> so the next question I'm going to move on to is, if a vampire policeman had a warrant to enter your house, could they enter your house without you inviting them in? I think they could. Because, like, a warrant is an invitation, like, a superior invitation, right? Like, you don't need someone to tell you to come in. Someone else in the government already gave you permission to enter. So I think a vampire policeman could enter. I feel like they could enter, too. The counter-argument my dad gave was, but does it have to be the owner of the house that invites them in? Doesn't the government technically own the house, though? True. Like, we're paying the mortgage. So, like, you're the house owner, but not really. If you maybe if the house the was land. completely owned, like yeah. if you already paid it off, maybe then they could it mm. because they don't actually have any rights to the property. True. If you were renting an apartment and a vampire tried to enter your apartment, could they enter your apartment or would they have to get like permission from the landlord? I think a warrant would work or permission from the landlord, in my opinion, because I feel like those are the people that own it. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I didn't even think about the mortgage. But can the renter still give a vampire and permission then? Like, if I said come in, would the vampire be stuck outside because I don't technically own my apartment? <laughs> I've never thought about that. Then you, That means you'd be safe inside the apartment. Yeah, like, a vampire can never get in. Even if he, like, tricks, mind tricks and gets you to say yes. <laughs> but then that also, like, begs the question, could he even get, like, inside the building of, like, an enclosed apartment building? Would he need, like, permission from all the tenants or just the owner of the building? <laughs> from just the doorman to get through the first door into the elevator and then individual invitations. That'd be so much work. I would definitely <laughs> just get a warrant if I was a vampire. <laughs> yeah. I, that's This is the way in. Vampires, if any of you are out there listening, maybe our listeners in Czechoslovakia. If you Czechoslovakia. Are... <laughs> Wait, no. The Czech Republic. <laughs> the Czech Republic. What am I thinking? Oh, Yugoslavia. 
<laughs> which also doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, also, but my ancestors are from there, RIP. Um, <laughs> anyway, Czech Republic listeners out there, you kind of seem pretty vampire-y, so <laughs> my advice to you would be become a police officer so you can get warrants. Enter all the houses you want. Kind of following this um, mythical creature pipeline, what is a better looking werewolf? One that has like a snout that looks more like a wolf or one that whose face looks more like a human? When they're in werewolf form? Yeah, when they turn into a werewolf. Personally, I think just like the full commit to like the whole wolf is better. Yeah, with like the snout? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't like when they look... I think snout, yes, but they have to have, like, human eyes. Mm, and I yeah. feel like that's what makes them look, like, humane and gives them the werewolf vibes instead of just, like, normal wolf. Yeah, I agree. I feel like werewolves, too, are just, like, larger versions of wolves. <laughs> yeah, bigger, fluffier. <laughs> have, like, remnants of the clothes that, like, got torn as they were transforming. <laughs> yeah. They have, like, some longer eyelashes or something, that's it. I agree, though. I think if it doesn't have the snout, it doesn't look like a werewolf to me. Yeah, I feel like in a lot of old movies, they, like, made the werewolves look more human, but, like, their noses were, like, pushed up and they looked really ugly. I'm like, I just want, like, a cute, fluffy wolf, you know? Yeah, and, like, you see them transform, so you know it's a werewolf. Yeah. That's true. Makes it easier. The next one, can Sasquatch hold the priesthood? Very see these are very important questions that your dad is asking. Questions of the soul. If okay, this is also leads into another question. If an animal, for example, like a gorilla that can communicate with humans, understands like the complex ideas of like religion and God, can you baptize them? A gorilla? What if it wants to? <laughs> I'm just asking. A gorilla's like, man, I really want to get baptized. I don't know, because to me, I feel like animals don't have the same kind of spirits as humans do, and so they don't necessarily need, like, baptism or religion for salvation. Like, I think animals just go to heaven. <laughs> they don't need to follow the steps of the gospel. But what about Sasquatch? He's not quite an it's, animal. I think that... Depends on what you think Sasquatch is, because some people think Sasquatch is a man, right? Yeah, just a very hairy man. Very hairy man who's, like, lived a long time. Maybe he was cursed by God. I don't know. Some people say it's, like, Cain from the Bible. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous, but... But, like, if it was, then I would say priesthood, yes. But if Sasquatch is an animal, then I would say no. Like, you can't baptize an animal. (laughs) I feel like that's sacrilegious. I've, like, heard stories of, like, the MTC cat that apparently has been given the priesthood a million times. Oh, gosh. I know my mom told me about someone that, like, church in Hesperia was asking for, like, blessings for their cat or their pet, and they were like, I don't know if we could do that. I'm sorry about your cat, but it'll be okay. It'll go straight to heaven. All right, the next question is... Are tumbleweeds and cheatgrass a communist plot? Okay, so context. Tumbleweeds and cheatgrass are an invasive species in America. Okay. Like, they're not from here. They're from Russia. What, what is cheatgrass? It's like... I don't know exactly, but it's a very invasive grass that just takes over your entire lawn and it's, like, really hard to kill. And it's native to russia okay 
So, the so question tumbleweeds is, and cheatgrass come from, both of them come from Russia? So yeah. are they a communist plot? Yeah. To did, ruin our ecosystem or what? Yeah, to ruin our ecosystem. To like okay. take over so then we can't grow any food and then we all die off. Is it a form of biological warfare? <laughs> <laughs> My mind is blown right now. <laughs> I'm like, we used to support communism. <laughs> I can't say that. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I feel like my mind's kind of blown. I'm going to have to ponder this one a little bit more, do some research into biological warfare and like Russia's history with these plants. <laughs> it also makes me think, so in the South, there's this vine called kudzu, and it's like crazy invasive. It just covers everything. And it's from Japan. Is it another fish? Is it? <laughs> Same with lionfish. I know that's an um, invasive yeah. species in the ocean. Like, where does that come from? Was that on purpose? Are invasive species just forms of biological warfare? <laughs> or is it just all accidents? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I used to think. Like, it just happens. But I'm going to have to do some research. <laughs> we will. All right. And so our last question for today to finish off this question podcast is what is your favorite cryptid so i didn't know what a cryptid was <laughs> and sonova was explaining it to me a cryptid are animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild but whose present existence is disputed or unsubstained by science it's basically a pseudoscience and examples are like bigfoot Chupacabra, uh, the Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, Sea Serpents, etc., etc. And so, what is your favorite? I personally think that um, the Chupacabra is pretty cool. (laughs) First of all, it has a pretty sick name. I was going to say that. First things first, its name is Superior. Its name is so cool. The Chupacabra. And, um, I don't know. It just, like, sucks goat's blood. <laughs> Does its thing, runs around. So it's harmless like, to you, but entertaining. Yeah. And um, I don't like goats, so. <laughs> <laughs> so. You side with the chupacabra. I side with the chupacabra. She, you got a suit. Like, number one fan over here. Number one supporter. <laughs> she will provide you with goats. <laughs> I'm kind of torn. Um, initially, I was thinking Loch Ness Monster. I think it's really cool and kind of, to me, the most realistic. Like, I could see a, like, large sea animal existing. Like, we don't explore any of the ocean. Yeah. Like, compared to how deep it is, there could easily be, like, a Loch Ness Monster down there. But I also really love Sasquatch. Sasquatch and Bigfoot is the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, the okay. same thing. Sasquatch fans are my <laughs> favorite. Like, there's so many TV shows where it's, like, Finding Bigfoot. Yes. And you just see these, like, psycho men... I don't know. They're just, like, crazy because they're like, I saw Bigfoot or I'm going to find Bigfoot. And it's just so entertaining how devout they are. And, like, (laughs) I I just really – I love Sasquatch fans, and so that puts him up there on that list. He does have the most devout fans. I feel like they're highly concentrated in, like, the Pacific Northwest and, like – they're just running around at night with, like, like, these cameras and goggles. Yeah. But they're, what are those suits called? Like, Gillian suits or something? They're Gilly suits? <laughs> Gilly yeah. Suits. 
Like, it's just so fun. And I just, I love that. I love that for them. They're just doing what makes them happy. For real. They fit definitely has, like, the most PR out of, like, <laughs> the most PR. He would have the most followers on Instagram. He would. <laughs> He'd be trending. <laughs> So that's all we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of season three. We love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.